0: Hi, welcome to the Grief Awakening Podcast. My name is Elise Dusso, and I'm a grief coach and Reiki practitioner here in Nashville, Tennessee. I help guide others who are grieving to reignite their relationships with their loved ones on the other side, helping them ease the ache of grief. This is a podcast where we can have open conversations about grief, loss, intuition, signs, and I'll even tell you about my story as a young widow. If you'd like to connect, feel free to reach out to me at intuitively underscore Elise on Instagram or email me at intuitivelyelise at gmail.com. Enjoy the show. Hello, welcome back to this week's episode of Grief Awakening Podcast. This episode has been a long time in the making. And I mentioned during this conversation with our guest today, Kayla, that I thought we connected back in the fall sometime. We met for coffee here in Nashville. And we actually didn't connect over Instagram until about uh, beginning of October of 2022. And eventually we did meet up for coffee. We had an amazing time. Um, It just took quite a while for us to get our schedules aligned and make that happen. But I was so happy we were able to get her to come on to the podcast today. And she came to my house in Nashville and it was so amazing to have an in-person recording session with her. I love chatting with people over Zoom, of course, but having someone in person, the energy is just, it's just, there's nothing like it. So we had a great time chatting and I'm so excited for you guys to hear this conversation. Kayla is a sacred womb healer. This is something that she has learned since her childhood passed down from her grandparents and other family. And it is such a beautiful practice that she does to help people move through trauma in their womb space, as well as helping people connect with their divine feminine energy. There is, um, quite a few posts on her Instagram talking about this and some tips on how to do that. If you would like to check her out, please do that after you listen to this episode. She also, um, talks about her own grief journey in the, over the last year with the loss of her stepdad and her aunt and she was so open and honest during this conversation I kind of put her on the spot to talk about that so I just want to say a quick thank you to Kayla for being so vulnerable with us I do want to also mention just as a tr- trigger warning that we do briefly mention um, child loss and sexual abuse in this episode but we don't go into detail about the topic. But if that is something you have experienced, this is just a little warning for you. Okay, I'm not going to delay this any further. I really am excited for you guys to hear this episode. Without further ado, this is my conversation with Kayla Tiafla. Hello, Kayla. It's so good to have you here on the podcast. How are you? I'm good. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for doing this with me. We're sitting in my I'm at kitchen table together in Nashville. Um, I'm lucky enough that Kayla lives close by just out in Franklin. So we were able to do this in person, which is really fun for me. Um, I was thinking about earlier, how long ago did we meet? Like, I know we met through Instagram, but yes. when did we connect? I was actually
1: thinking about that, too, yeah. because we've had an interesting, like, we're... Back There's and always forth. something. I know. And it took us a couple months to finally connect. And I feel like that was probably two months ago at least.
0: I know. I want to say it was even like summer moving into fall. Yes. So I remember we met we had met for coffee at Sam and Zoe's. Yeah. And I feel like it was getting a little chilly out, maybe like September or something. Yeah, like that. That, that sounds right. So we've, we've known each other <laughs> a few months and this podcast, this recording has been a while in the making. Just that schedule, too. yes. Yes. Yeah, schedules <laughs> being crazy and- you know, trying to coordinate, but I'm so glad you're here.
1: Yes, I'm so, so excited to be here. I love what you do and I love your work. It's so unique and amazing what you're doing for other people. Thank you.
0: I just can't wait to learn from you and be on your podcast. Likewise, I'm excited to hear about what you offer. Um, Do you want to just start by telling us a little bit about your childhood, how you grew up, and when you realized that you were an intuitive?
1: Yes, this question is always... It's a hard one, not a hard one, but it's it's definitely can be a long one. So, I'll try to shorten it a little bit. But I've always known I was an intuitive from a very early on age. I've always been very very connected. Um I've had I'm trying to think, remember, I had one aunt when I was very very young when I was probably like five, she passed away. And ever since she passed away, I've always felt her right by me as a spirit guide. And she was a very, very big part of my spiritual awakening. And it's interesting because she didn't even speak English. She only spoke Portuguese. So every time I was with her, she would just be speaking to me. But even though I couldn't understand her, that's like the first moment I really understood energy, I guess, because I, something in it, like I knew what she was saying.
0: Did you feel connected to her, even though you guys didn't understand each other? Yes,
1: 100%. And it was, it's even looking back now, then it just seemed so normal. But looking back now, I'm like, wow, that is so cool. And so unique. And so she's been with me since a child. And that's been really amazing. And I think just growing up, like I've gotten really into yoga at a very young age. I got into Reiki at a young age, and I've studied all these really amazing things where I've studied yoga, Ayurveda, I've studied Reiki, I've studied other energy healing methods. I grew up learning an energy healing method from my family, which led me to womb healing. Mm -hmm. And it's really based around the sacral chakra, which is like where your womb space is, as many of us know. So I won't go into that too much. But (laughs) one thing I always like to include in what my family taught me is this work is not just for women or people identifying as women. It is truly for everybody. Like it does not matter what you identify as. Yeah, I can see that being a common
0: misconception Mm -hmm. because you hear the word womb and you immediately think feminine,
1: female. Yes.
0: And obviously, as females, we have our reproductive organs in that Mm -hmm. space. Um, So if I was a male coming to you, I'd Mm -hmm. probably be like, well, that's not for me.
1: Yes. And it is. It's for everybody, which is so nice. And I love it, especially, you know, there's so many people transitioning into being women. And Mm -hmm. I think it's a beautiful practice even for those to get closer to femininity. But when we talk about like the feminine and the male energy, it's just an energy. It's like the yin and the yang. So that's something I always was taught and has helped me a lot throughout my spiritual journey and just remembering that everything is energy and there's no like right or wrong or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of a very, very shortened
0: version of (laughs) my... (laughs) Did your um, parents support you moving into... Energy work, like, what did that look like? <laughs> um, I it was, it wasn't that they didn't support
1: me. So I'm like, they're gonna listen to this, they're gonna be like, right. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> um, they did support me, but they were definitely like, Well, how are you gonna make money with this? How are you gonna, yeah. you know, all those normal parent worries? Yeah, of my course. family's the same way. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're like, Well, you could do this and like make all this money and have this big, beautiful life, but I had to really evaluate what abundance means to me. And to me it wasn't having millions of dollars and a ginormous house and all of this is definitely taking care of myself and being able to support myself, but our definitions of abundance were really different and I think once we all got on the same page of that we were fine. Mm -hmm. They just wanted to make sure that I was going to be okay and that I was taken care of. And I totally understand that. And I understand that worry. Um, I will say, like for my older family members, like my grandmother and stuff, traditionally, this is not a practice you charge for. Mm. So when I said I was going to do that and charge for this and make a living off of this, that was kind of like a big big no in mm-hmm. my family um but that eventually changed and everybody's on board now so we're all good but that did create a lot of drama for sure which might not seem very controversial but to them money it just didn't seem like i guess the way i look at money was different than the way they looked at money if that makes sense mm-hmm. it was more of an energy exchange than just like taking something from somebody um because you are giving someone to something something to somebody. And yeah. I know that you do energy Exchange healing and as energy. Well. Yeah. 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 So that's the way I look at it. And maybe that's just
0: the story I tell myself to feel better. But <laughs> No, yeah. And we could do a whole podcast on just how oh, yeah. about energy work practices and uh, you know the whole misconception that. about charging for your services and yes. stuff. But um you mentioned that you do wound clearing, and I want to mm-hmm. talk a little bit more about that. Like what exactly is it? And how do you know if you need it? Who is it for? Mm. Can you just clear that up for us a little bit. Yes. Yeah. So a womb clearing is you
1: really, I go into that space, the womb space and the person I'm working with. And with that, I'm able to really recognize any traumas that you've been through. Maybe it's a miscarriage. Maybe it's, you know, a baby coming along the way or, a lot of other traumas, which we don't have to go down the list. Um, I'm able to see that and I'm able to see what is blocking you from moving past that. And I'm able to shift that energy around. But a lot of it is, and I'm sure y- you can relate to this is you have to meet the practitioner halfway and you have to meet the universe halfway. I am not a cure. All mm-hmm.
0: This service will
1: never be a cure. All you have to do Come your, in with an
0: openness. Yes,
1: come in with an openness and also do your part of the work as well with it, which is a, something that I give my clients as well. I'm like, hey, okay. To achieve like X, Y, and Z, you have to do this. Mm-hmm. And this is what I saw. And this is what your guides are telling me. Because that's another big part is I connect very closely to the guides that you have. Or maybe if you're working with a deity or maybe there's a deity calling to you. There's so many different- Things that can come up into the session. It could be a past loved one. It can be maybe grief that you're just holding on to that you need to pass through mm-hmm. you. Or maybe it's something you need to harness in order to, you know, really develop a power that you have or step into a stronger power that you're already in, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. The people coming to see you, do you feel like they know that they're blocked in that area or? They're just Is it a lot of people who are trying to get pregnant or moving through a trauma and looking for some type of healing but aren't really sure what that looks like?
1: I think it's a mix of both. Hmm. I do. I think some people come to me thinking that, oh, this is just going to be like Reiki and okay, yeah. I'm going to just feel super relaxed afterwards. But I will say this work is not necessarily like, oh, we're just laying on a table and we're super relaxed you will be triggered. You will experience very, very heavy emotions. You will, which I know you can experience that too as well in Reiki Mm -hmm. or any other kind of energy healing, but it's definitely much more intense than I think people realize. And that is something I try to talk to someone about before um, they work with me. But again, I, I always give tools to everyone. So they never leave Like, oh, God, I don't know what to do now that Mm -hmm. I have all this brought up. I'm giving you tools on how to process through this and how to keep moving through this, whether it's even going home and doing your own healing on your
0: womb space, on your body. So the work is not, like, completely done in one session. It's very much more, like, Reiki in that way. Yeah. It takes work on both your parts Mm -hmm. and probably continued practice. Um, do you want to just kind of like give us an overview of like what a one-on-one session would look like when I come in to see you for a, an appointment? Like, what are we working through? What are we, yeah. are we laying on a table? <laughs> Am I doing a lot of like verbal work?
1: Yes. Yeah, so it it really does look different for everybody. Mm-hmm. So I always like to start with a couple quest- questions. If you book with me, I give those to you and it helps me direct the session a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I will go over that with you prior to. Um, But it can look anything from just laying on a table and being really relaxed. And maybe you're just moving through emotions with me or I'm having you move your body and I'm having you outside or I'm having you laying on the ground. It can be a lot of movement. It can be a lot of stillness. It can be very verbal. I would say in every session I do, I do at least one part that's a verbal like release of some sorts um, I will I don't ever do any like touch on anybody, and I think in Reiki, too, it's the same. It's just you're kind of hovering. I know mm-hmm. some Reiki practitioners touch, but yeah,
0: sometimes I even will yeah. touch in certain areas if I feel like i if I'm feeling called to if I need to, yeah, but mostly it's just hovering, right
1: yes, yeah, so i I never touch a person as I think you know they're moving through so many deep traumas, especially. In that area, it could be like an SA victim. It can be someone dealing with like body dysmorphia or an eating disorder. And they're just – that's not a comfort zone for them. So I've in my practice have incorporated just never including touch. Um, And I'd say it just looks so different for everybody. You really have to just experience to get it, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. And it's hard to fully explain, but there's beautiful benefits to it. And I always, always suggest to people, just first before you book a session of like any kind of energy healing or anything, like get to know yourself a little bit, like ask yourself the hard questions before you go in. So then you might find more clarity while you're there. Mm
0: -hmm. Because
1: I think that is half of, you know, healing is really Going in deep and recognizing maybe it's a fault in you or maybe it's something you have to admit about someone else in your life, a boundary that needs to be created. So if you're doing that half of the work already and then going into your energy healing session, it's just going to be so much better.
0: Yeah. If I – like on average, if someone comes in, like how many times are they coming back do you feel like? Mm. Or is it just different for everyone?
1: I would say it's different for everybody, but it's definitely – I would say at least four or five times I work with a person mm-hmm. until they either feel ready to like just do this work on their own for a couple months or maybe they want to move on to another practitioner to see like what they have to teach and things like that. Um I would yeah, I think four or five is a really good number for a majority of people.
0: And if like for the person listening to this, how do they know if they need this? Like are there some t- like telltale signs of like they might need some kind of wound clearing or they have stuck energy in that space. I
1: could be biased, but I think everybody needs (laughs) (laughs) this. I think that we as a collective have just gone through so much trauma, through so much grief, through so much transition that, and then also so many blocks, like we're not taught how to move through our emotions in school. Like even if you take away the spiritual stuff, they Mm -hmm. don't teach you that part. And that's a big part of spirituality is moving through your emotions and understanding your emotions. So even just simply if you are a person that doesn't know how to do that, like this is something that can be really good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I mostly work, I will say I mostly work with people with very, very heavy traumas. And I think when people hear boom healing, they're like, Oh, like that's going to be deep, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, I think they're like, all right, I got a, I I got a really heavy one. So I'm just going to bring that to this person, but it doesn't have to be like that. Like it can be very, um, like maybe you're just having a bad day and you need to move through it and mm-hmm. you need a tool to figure that out. Um, and there's also a lot of beautiful resources out there that teach you how to, you know, move your body and how movement is connection to your womb and your womb is your intuition and all of that. So there's some really incredible resources just to teach you that. And I think it, again, first and foremost is really getting to know yourself. Mm -hmm. Are you ready to identify your traumas? Are you ready to awaken that? Because it's not always pretty and it's not easy.
0: I think that's the hardest part. And I see that with grief coaching as well. Mm -hmm. Like making that step of saying, yes, I want to seek help or yes, I mm-hmm. want to start the healing process here is such a huge step to make, especially when you're moving through a trauma or moving through grief, like making the commitment yes, for, to move into healing, to say I'm ready. is yes. like the biggest step.
1: And I like that you said commitment because it yeah. is a commitment mm-hmm. and it's a commitment to comprehend yourself basically and create this roadmap to healing, and to a really beautiful, abundant life. And it's worth it. Not a lot of people will do it, but it's so worth it.
0: I know you you, you mentioned earlier, and I feel like you told me this before when we met for coffee, you learned this from your family, Mm -hmm. correct? Mm -hmm. How does, aside from like financially, how does this practice differ from the way your parents Mm. taught you or your grandparents taught you?
1: So my grandmother, she – doesn't I'd say in a very like religious way, she does mm-hmm. it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's really through God. It's really through the church and that God gave her this power. And I'm not saying there's any falsity to that. That's mm-hmm. just not my practice personally. So I've yeah. kind of, I've put my own spin on it through other things that I've learned through messages I've gotten through my spirit guides and my ancestors. I have definitely put a more modern spin on it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think it is sometimes hard for her to think like, oh, this is like a beautiful, godly practice I do. And now my granddaughter is doing it in a very like, not godly way. (laughs) Yeah, you're you're a new age, I guess. (laughs) Yes, I'm a new age healer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that is definitely, I think, a hard pill for her still to swallow. But I would say I'm definitely very, very different from how my family does it. And sometimes I even wonder, I'm like, should I even claim that? But Mm. I did learn a lot from my ancestors, just Mm -hmm. channeling them and sitting with them and them telling me like, hey, do this, do that. Like, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Any program I ever launch is a download and channeled message from my spirit guides. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: Well, that's amazing.
1: Yeah. So it's it's so important. Like when you are so in tune with your womb space, you're going to be so in tune with your whole spiritual team mm-hmm. and they can just guide you through it all. That's why I truly, I don't worry about where my abundance is going to come from because I know as long as I'm I'm in this spot and on this path, like I'm doing the right thing. Even if, you know, maybe my parents don't think it's the right thing or my grandmother doesn't think it's right to charge. I'm like, well... I have permission from my spirit council, so I'm good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which I know, too, they don't always fully understand either. So I joke about it, but I do try to explain it to them and, you know, offer up a conversation about it and everything. But mm-hmm. um, I think that's all you can really do. I know a lot of people in this work that their parents or friends or family are like, this is... The devil's work,
0: or this yeah. is completely
1: wrong, and I think you know if you're seeing someone thrive and being happy, and their light is glowing, no matter if they're in church or doing Reiki or whatever it is, like they're doing a good thing, and that's all that matters.
0: Yeah, I think that's beautiful, and I I think it's really easy for us to see it that way mm-hmm. um, when you've grown up in another world, another with other views, yeah. it's harder to change those, especially as an adult. Um, so even if there is judgment there, I always give people grace. I'm like, I, yes. I get it. I get where you're coming mm-hmm. from, right? Um, so we obviously talk about grief a lot on this podcast. Yes. <laughs> and I would love to hear, like, how does your practice, do you feel like, help people move through grief? I know like, mm-hmm. holding trauma in that area can probably come from grief for a lot of people, yes. especially if you've dealt with child loss or something like mm-hmm.
1: that. I think this is something I I don't think I fully understood until I actually went through my own grief. Mm. And even though I would get downloads for my clients and messages from their guides or their ancestors of like how to process this, I never, I was very lucky up until probably this last year, I never experienced loss in my family for Mm -hmm. the most part, maybe like a couple of older relatives or something like that, but, um, not that I'm discounting that that's very sad too, but it's just different when it's, you know, a younger person or someone you were like really, really close to. Um, so I would say it's hard one. (laughs) I, 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 I don't think it's this cure all like you're processing this energy and moving it through your womb. And and I wish I could say that it is because I'm so obsessed with this work that I'm like, mm-hmm. I think it can cure the flu. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it takes a lot of work and it takes more than just being able to be like, okay, yes, I'm sad and I'm sad. This person is gone and I'm sad. I lost my baby or I'm sad that I can't get pregnant. Um, it's, acceptance in it but it's also finding peace and love and like the light in it as well and i think that's what wound work can help you do is see that light in the grief that you're experiencing in that really dark hole that you might go down or
0: yeah yeah that's beautiful um are you open to talking about your loss Yeah. Week? How has that felt for you? Especially, I always want think about this, like as an energy worker, mm-hmm. like how has grief differed for you now that you are in this work and, yes. and like doing this for other people as well at the same time?
1: I will say I'm very, very happy that I was already in this like space, space mm-hmm. before I lost anybody because I could not imagine otherwise. And I think it kind of gave me a leg up in the grief process a little bit. Um, but I, so I lost last February. Um, so I lost my aunt. I can't remember what month exactly. And then last February I lost my stepdad Mm. and they were all just very random, tragic accidents. Um, and then a month after I lost my stepdad, my father had a stroke and then they found some heart difficulties and then like a couple months after that, he had surgery on his heart and then he ended up having a stroke a couple days later. So he, I'm very happy, is in recovery of all that, but he was in complete locked-in syndrome. So basically he couldn't talk, move his body or anything. Mm -hmm. So it was like he wasn't there. So that was a whole other level of grief and a a different kind of grief to experience while you're still grieving death. So it was very interesting to move through so much grief at once <laughs> for sure. I'm like, well, like it can't just keep getting worse. It's like right? one of those days you're like, well, what else? Like it's fine. Right. And it just kept coming and coming and coming. And, um, it was very hard. I'm not going to lie. It was very, very hard. And I became very, I was connected to my spirit guide still. And i connected to my work, but I had to take, I took probably I'd say probably like 7 8 months off of work. Oh wow. Because I just I couldn't handle it. Like the mm-hmm. grief completely took over my body in a way that I didn't think it could and a lot of it a lot of it, you know, think about like where you're taking care of other people. Mm-hmm. And then you're also trying to take care of your emotions and take care of this like sad energy you're feeling and oh, yeah. trying to move through it and I used every tool I had at every tool I've given to everybody and I'm like this still just this isn't working and that's when I realized I'm like this isn't something you can just give a tool to somebody Mm -hmm. and they're going to be able to move through it and they're going to be able to forget about it and that's kind of where I go back and say that you know the womb work it's not a cure-all for that and it's not just going to immediately take the grief away from you but it definitely helps you understand it and it helps you feel connected to that person because you're connected to the spirit realm and you're connected to your spirit guides and whatnot, which is a really, really beautiful thing. And I'll say too, is I, being a spiritual person, even when I wasn't like when I just kind of, I didn't want to be in my work anymore or anything, I still felt their energy every day. I will say from the moment they pulled the plug on my aunt. It was like, I felt her energy. She was there. She was giving me signs. Wow. And, um, with my stepdad, I, I don't know. I got a text because at the time they were living in Iowa and I was in Utah and I got a text from my little sister. This is how she told me. She's like, dad's dead. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm like, what? (laughs) Like this has to be a terrible joke. Right. I'm like, so I I tell my girlfriend, I'm like, this is not an okay joke. Like I need to talk to her. This isn't right. And so I immediately call my mother because I'm like, mom, this is what your daughter's doing. Right. Talk to her. (laughs) And she's like, no, it's true. Wow. And immediately I just like, and even when my sister sent that, like I knew it, I felt it. I knew it was true. I'm like, okay, but I didn't want to accept it, obviously, because I'm yeah. like, this is so random. He was fine, like all of that, and so just little moments like that, and then all of a sudden, feeling his energy everywhere, and now coming up to a year on his death, like all week this week, he's been sending me signs. Ooh, and like, okay, yeah.
0: let's talk about that for a second. Yes, if you're open to no, it. love yeah. Hearing. We love talking about signs okay. on this podcast. Okay. So
1: I'll say the most recent one. So he went to Oklahoma State University mm-hmm. and um, my girlfriend and I were eating dinner and she like put on her jammies and everything and she puts on this OSU shirt. I've never seen this shirt in my life. I do her laundry, everything. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, where'd you get this shirt? <laughs> and she's like, oh, I just kind of like found it. And I'm like, what do you mean you found it? <laughs> yeah (laughs) and she's like oh I think it's I don't know it's just there I just put it on looked comfy I'm like okay (laughs) like so out of nowhere so I just kind of took it I immediately knew I'm like I know this is a sign from him and then before that I have I actually drive his old car and in the car like I've cleaned it out completely like completely completely he had this like pop socket thing Mm -hmm. and I keep trying to take it off and I keep trying to get rid of it because it's like A football thing I just don't like football I'm like I don't want it in my car (laughs) this isn't me (laughs) like I love you but this isn't me and every time I try to get rid of it or I think I get rid of it it shows back up it's the craziest thing so this week it popped back up in my car and I'm like finally yeah I'm like I'm just gonna accept that that this
0: is supposed to be in my car because I guess so funny it'll never be just my car (laughs) That's amazing. Yes. I think you can probably look at it now and be like, oh, that's dad, yes. you know, instead of being like, oh, I hate this thing. Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's kind
1: of why he chose it, because he loved to really pick on me and like, mm-hmm. just make me irritated. <laughs> so he's like, I'm going to mess with her with this stupid pop socket thing. And I don't know, it's fun because I giggle every time too and that was a big part of it was like he always loved to make everybody laugh he was very Mm -hmm. funny and so i look at it as that like this is just him making me laugh and it's cool getting to experience those things yeah even though they're on the other side like their body is dead but their soul and their spirit is still alive Mm -hmm. it just might not be here with us right now in this dimension who knows what they're doing right you know
0: yeah, I've, it's very much about the energy. That's mm-hmm. what we talk about here a lot. Um, You know, their their signal, their energy, their home yes. is gone, but the the signal is still there. It's yes. everywhere. That's how he's able to show up in your car or mm-hmm. show up with a t-shirt or whatever it is. Um, I, Also, you had mentioned that you gave yourself seven, eight months off work. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about that for a second because I feel like doing the work that you and I are mm-hmm. doing, like you said, it kind of feels like we have a, at this point, like a leg up or like yeah. if someone were to pass, like you already have this knowing
1: mm-hmm. that
0: they are there with you. So maybe the grief shouldn't be as heavy, yeah. but it absolutely is. 100%. And mental health is so important. Like if your clients was going through this, you would give them as much time as they possibly needed. Mm-hmm. But we're so quick to not give that to ourselves.
1: You yes. Know? Yes. A hundred percent. And it was hard. And it wasn't even intentional. If I'm mm-hmm. being honest, I kept like every... Probably a couple of weeks. I was like, "All right, it's time. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do mm-hmm. it. I'm going to like start posting again, or I'm gonna start doing this again, and yeah. I'm gonna start going to X, Y, and Z." And it just never happened. Like it never, never happened. And finally, like I just kept hearing spirit saying, like basically, like chill out, chill out. Like you, it'll come. You'll be fine. Like your finances will be fine. Like you're just going to have to maybe get another job, doing something like make it simple, make it fun, make it easy and i was like okay, like i can do that. So i found a job working at a pilates studio. Like i was just in the front desk mm-hmm. and it was so mellow and so easy and i just started to really focus on myself and doing things that like i wanted to do because i was taking care of so many people. Like my little sister is only 12, i have a little brother that's 10. Like that's a big big loss for them mm-hmm. at such a young age. I mean it was a big loss for everybody, but you know, I couldn't imagine. I was lucky enough to have two dads and now they right. have no dad, you know? yeah. And so that was, it was almost like I was grieving for myself, but I was also holding on to grief for them and grief for my mom. And mm-hmm. I wanted to be there in every way that I could. And then on the other hand, I had my dad who's in the hospital, who's going through so much. And then I have my stepmom who's, caregiving and working full-time and Mm -hmm. also managing his business so his business stays alive and I'm like I don't I didn't understand how she could even do any of that because of the level of grief that I'm sure she still feels to this day right you know and so I wanted to be there for her in any way that I can so I spent a month out there and helped her and everything and I still they're in Chicago now so I still go to Chicago so I'm still dealing with like this balance. But I will say, I guess, long story short, it's really just focusing on yourself and focusing on your energy and checking in on your nervous system. Mm -hmm. Like, Where are you at? Are you able to take care of yourself right now? Are you balanced? Are you okay? Are you eating healthy? Are you doing the right things? Because if you're not doing those, you're not going to be able to be there for anybody else. And I know everybody says that i had to learn the hard way that that's actually true <laughs>
0: it really is yeah <laughs> i feel like i move through that at times too mm-hmm. it's like how can i hold space for others when yeah. i'm not fully holding that space for myself like treating myself in the best way mm-hmm. that i can it's so hard it really is <laughs> it's so hard <laughs> like, i just want to <laughs> take a break from life now um
1: yes I say that probably every other day, (laughs) (laughs)
0: like I'm okay. (laughs) So now that you're like moving, kind of moving back Mm -hmm. into the flow of your business, I know you offer medium readings, right? Yeah. So I do medium readings. I also offer
1: the energy boom healing as Mm -hmm. well. Um, Right now that will be my main two offerings. I am shifting a lot of things in my business and a lot more Good things to come but mm-hmm. uh, I have not finalized all the details on everything yet so I won't talk about everything quite yet <laughs> yeah
0: that's totally fine keep it keep it a secret <laughs> um have you found that like since you've gone through your grief and you're mm-hmm. moving into that one year mark do you feel like those emotions resurfacing for you or it's is it just like a constant that you're moving through and how does that affect you and your business mm. I would say it's probably a constant I'm moving yeah. through.
1: I don't think that it's really let up fully. I don't think it ever will. I know. And it's it's definitely a hard pill to swallow. I was thinking about that on the, a lot on the way here because I was telling you I was listening to a couple of your episodes and everything mm-hmm. and obviously made me think a lot about grief. And my emotions around it and how I'm feeling. And I immediately was like tearing up. I was immediately crying. I definitely cried on my way over here today. <laughs>
0: um
1: But it made me realize I'm like, wow, you haven't moved through it yet. Like you thought you moved through it, but you haven't moved through it yet. Mm-hmm. And, and then it made me realize too, I'm like, well, maybe you never will. Maybe it'll just get easier, but you'll just keep doing you and checking in on your energy and then chatting with them in the spirit world and that's your new reality and that's okay but it doesn't make it easier
0: Mm -hmm. I know that I mean I think you know probably listening to the podcast Mm -hmm. too like that is the one thing that I preach about if you will like continue the conversation like keep talking to your loved ones because they're there listening Mm -hmm. when you have medium readings or when you've had them in the past like what kind of messages do you feel like what is the overall like we're okay. Like, don't worry about mm-hmm. us. Like what is the overall message that comes through from loved yes. ones? I would say, I mean, obviously
1: they always want to reassure everybody that yeah. like, I am okay. I'm safe. I'm happy. All is good. I'm watching over you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I get a lot of very personal messages too, where they want to, I think it's more so for the person I'm working with than their spirit self, but to help them move through something. Like where they want to help them release an energy they're holding on to or a trauma they're holding on to or a thought or maybe help them kind of like go in a certain direction mm-hmm. kind of idea. But um, I would say that's the general thing is like they just want to help you. They want to be there with you. They want to help guide you. They want to talk to you. They They want to be there still.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you're doing wound clearing sessions, does spirit mm-hmm. come through for you and usually like help you in the session? Yeah, 100%. Because I, I find that yeah. during Reiki, that happens mm-hmm. a lot. I'd say like the entire time, whether yeah. it's
1: my guides, the person I'm working with, their guides. Like they are there until the end and I will usually get like whether they want to show me a past life because it's connected to a trauma or maybe it's like the baby they lost sitting there with them Mm -hmm. or maybe it's just an ancestor and sometimes it's ancestors so far down that they might not even know who this ancestor is, but they want to work with them. And that's something we all need to keep in mind too is we have so many people in our spirit council, like hundreds. Mm Mm-hmm thousands maybe even in our spirit council that want to work with us and talk to us and we just have to simply be open to it and they'll start
0: that's amazing i definitely want to come see you for a session (laughs) and just even like because i'm just curious like i want to see what this feels like but um, before we wrap up do you want to just tell everyone where they can reach out to you if they want to connect Yes. What, what offerings you currently do have.
1: Yeah. So right now I am just offering my one-to-one healing sessions. I'll, I'm still offering one-to-one coaching and medium readings. You can find me at the moment. Everything's under construction, <laughs> but you can find me on Instagram. And the best way to book with me is just through Instagram right now, but I'll have other links on there as well. And then my Instagram name is I am Kayla Tiafla Rose. Yep. I'll have that in the show notes. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming over today and doing this with me. It was so fun.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: All right. That was my conversation with the lovely Kayla Tiafla. I want to say a special thank you to Kayla for coming up to my house in Nashville and sitting with us for this for this episode. I think the work that you're doing is just so beautiful and helping so many women, especially, but people all over the world um, become more tuned in with their womb space and their femininity. It's really beautiful. Um, I'm going to leave all Kayla's information in the show notes. Be sure to give her a follow on Instagram so that you can look out for her latest offerings that will be coming out throughout this year. I'm excited to see what she does with her business and to see how she grows in 2023. And before we wrap up today, I just wanted to mention some housekeeping things. Um, I did a poll on Instagram recently where I mentioned that I might be opening back up my intuitive readings for donation. Again, this time I really want the readings to be focused more on mediumship, giving me the space to connect more deeply with spirit and sit with you guys again. So if that was something that you didn't get to participate in on the first round back in November and December, then please reach out to me either through DMs or in my email email, Um, And I will let you know as soon as that offer is available again. Right now, I am kind of sitting and waiting to see what happens with um, my health. I am waiting to get an MRI, which will be happening in, in just a week or two. And once I know the results from that, I'm going to be probably ready to put that offer out. I just kind of giving my body some time to heal for right now. So if you listen to the last uh, bonus episode, then you'll know what I'm talking about with that, but I won't go into detail on here. Um, I'm very excited to bring you guys this offer again. And of course, as always, I do offer uh, in-person and distance Reiki with intuitive readings or without, as well as grief coaching um, here in Nashville. And if you have any questions about that, feel free to reach out to me as always. I'm available on Instagram at intuitivelyalise or through email intuitivelyalise at gmail.com. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. If you liked it, be sure to leave it a rating and a review and hit that follow button so you don't miss next week's episode. I will see you all again next week. Have a great weekend. Bye.